Hey, folks, it looks like we have uh, a front coming in from the east. It looks like it's going to be Monday. It's going to be morning. Oh, and this just in, it is going to be macabre today. News Center 5, 8 o'clock. In other news, a dog knows how to pour tea. (laughs) (laughs) And four bombs went off in a marketplace in Baghdad. (laughs) And a dog learned how to speak Spanish. It's literally local news. On BBC like News. <laughs> <laughs> hey guys, welcome, welcome to Monday Morning News. Uh, today your forecast is spooky. Uh oh, the chance of scary. <laughs> welcome to Monday Morning Macabre. The podcast. I like that became Bill Cosby. Uh, I don't want it to become Bill Cosby. We don't want He's that. He's taking over. Uh, <laughs> Don't want any cat daddy, whatever that stuff's called. Spanish fly. Welcome to Monday Morning Macabre, the show where we talk about the spooky ookies uh, on your Monday The scary wearies. And boy, are those wearies a scary. Scones, how are you, my dear boy? I'm doing good. I had for lunch today uh, a crab rangoon burger. What? Where they take like the inside of a crab rangoon and spread it on a burger with their homemade duck sauce. Sounds fucking blasphemous. Where did you get this from? Uh, I is can't this like tell a local you. place? Okay, it it's is. Like a local... It's a local place in my city, and it's absolutely amazing. I've also had about two weeks ago diarrhea. I was <laughs> <laughs> I was up in Stephen King country on a trip, and I stinky crab country. Yay! And I had crab rangoon. Grilled cheese. Are you, only, are you eating on a crab rangoon specific diet? I think I've stumbled into this quest to try new, all we got of a the new different podcast. ways that crab rangoon can be put into other foods. And you've gotten burger, and you said mac and cheese was the new one. No, no, the, the old, the first one I had was a grilled cheese. Oh, grill crab rangoon grilled cheese. Yeah, and it was served with like this applesauce with like uh, what the fuck with like a. Uh, sriracha sauce in it it was amazing all right this is the way this sounds so like it's just i swear like, it's insane but it's amazing they're like bro all right oh god we got like four ingredients <laughs> that are not selling we got crab rangoon toast <laughs> applesauce and sriracha and they're like i got a fucking great idea oh no there's a mad scientist back there for sure can you say where that was purchased from that was uh farts it's like some really old timey german name of a restaurant oh, yeah, in portland uh, maine Apple Rangoon and Sriracha. Apple Rangoon and Hyman. <laughs> guten, guten, I don't know. Fuck. <laughs> I don't know. I fucking know. I don't know. German, bro. Yeah, you get it. What is this podcast about? <laughs> I don't. I think it's about mostly Crab Rangoon and fun artisanal ways to just decimate a normal food. I can't think of a more forefront cause in my life at the moment. Yeah, oh, man. Uh, I it's not even. I'll just have to edit, and then it's gonna be a whole thing. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that one, never mind. I'll keep that one in the in the old dome ski. I was thinking earlier today on my drive. We'll get to the spooky in a minute. Just the other guys, day, we promise. This is just us catching up. Uh, just the other day. Just the other day. You know how people were like, "Hey, man, don't say that thing. You're gonna you're gonna jinx it and make it happen, right?" You know, like I could be like, oh, man, we should get a will signed wife of mine, you know, in, you know, in case. And then they'll be like, oh, wait, but you because you said it is going to come true. You know, that kind of thing. Yeah. It's like If yeah. I already thought it, does it is it already am I already like doomed? 
you know? No, there's something kind of weird and satanical about signing a contract, so I think you're good till you do that. Mm. All right. The well, devil loves contracts. The devil wears Prada. Guys, yeah, the devil today. loves three things. Prada, <laughs> Con- contracts, contracts, and, the and playing the fucking banjo. Oh, fiddle, fuck. <laughs> Damn it. I knew it, too. I knew it was the instrument. I fucked it up. All right, we're now at the four minute and 47 second mark. You know what that means. It's time for (laughs) Spooky. Why you're all here. After edits, it'll probably be like 4.54. But that's besides the point. Guys, today we are talking. It's going to be a hot one. We're going to have a hot. We have the hottest guy in the tri-state area to talk about today. And boy, have we gotten some requests. We've gotten plenty of requests. We've talked about them. We've not been about him because that would be a, a pretty huge negative. <laughs> we haven't been about this guy, but we've. But we've today I will be him. bringing you scones. <gasps> the story of Ed Gein. Ah, oh, the Geenster. I think that was the name of the German. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> Ed Gein. I dream of Geeny. <laughs> I, if, you know, you could pronounce this. If I was a jock in his high school, I'd call him E. D. Gine. What's up, Gine? Shove into a locker, and then he's like, "Wow, I'm going to be a serial killer someday." He's like, "Wow, I'm going to make your skin into a lampshade." But we're getting ahead of ourselves. Scones. Oh, something just fell upstairs, and it might have been a human. (laughs) (laughs) I hope it wasn't. That's the game we play every day. (laughs) Today we are talking Ed Gein, baby. Ed Gein band. Play that Ed Gein flavored theme, dude. All right, so I've made a new sandwich where I take crab rangoon and human skid, skin, <laughs> and I call it the crab rangine. Yes. 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 There's another doodle, another drawing, another painting. If anyone wants to, actually, I don't know if I want to see that. <laughs> I don't want to see it at all, but other than that, I kind of do Rangine. Ed Rangine is Ed Rangoon. Ed Rangoon. Ed Gein as a ring. Ed Rangoon. Ed Gein is a Rangoon. That's a hey. There you go. Go go draw it. Make it a thing, guys. Today, Ed Gein. All that's interesting. dot com has a nice summary article to hit all the high highlights of Ed Ed Gein in our allotted time. We love all that's interesting. That and Atlas Obscura are the fucking shit. So, serial killer Ed Gein. If you don't know who Ed Gein is, strap in because Buckle you're in up. for a chump you're in for a wild and crazy ride click it or ticket <laughs> click it or ticket if you're gonna be on the mass pike for about a half hour boy do we have a story Place for you do it. if you're coming for fucking springfield and you're just trying to catch a fucking Sox game <laughs> you got about an hour and a half drive on ahead of you and that's i hoping the traffic's not going into boston kid serial killer ed gein may not garner the same immediate recognition as say ted bundy but what authorities found in Ed Gein's house upon his capture was such a shock to 1950s America that his heinous acts would permanently impact true crime culture for decades to come. I like how the, the amount of reverence that language gives Ted yeah. Bundy. <laughs> yeah, right. Listen, he's no, he's not one of the greats. Listen, he's no, he's, he's not, you know, he's not a Bundy. He's not on the Mount Rushmore. I, I wouldn't there. marry him, but I mean, damn. 
this guy's a big deal. For one, Gein had an unhealthy devotion to his dead mother, a characteristic that heavily influenced Robert Bloch's 1950 novel, Psycho, and the subsequent film adaption. Ooh, I didn't Little know fun that. fun fact. Put it in your fun fact book. That's a big flex. That's a, dude, that's a flex, bro. Student athletes on their grind. Like, definitely some, uh, some motivational meme coming in. <laughs> to a little MM. MMM. MM on MMM. Motivational meme Monday, the new podcast from Slaying <laughs> Days. Yeah, we're just, we only speak in memes and everyone hates it. Um, as we, well, back to what I was trying, I, I, I cannot, <laughs> I can't, I can't find a, uh, uh, I don't even know the word now. Not transition. What's the word I'm looking for? Uh, is it transition? I don't know. Well, Darcy went on a ride in that transition. <laughs> oh, no. We're back to Bill Cosby. Um, uh, imagine how great that show would be if he wasn't horrible. If he wasn't the worst human being. Imagine since... all the poor actors yeah. and actresses who are on that and all the people it meant so much to. And... Uh-huh. Uh, anyway. Anyway. The killer's penchant for decapitation, necrophilia, cutting off body parts, keeping victims as organs in jars, and creating homemade chairs, masks, and lampshades with their skin became an essential component of the visceral terror portrayed in the Texas Chainsaw Massacre and the Silence of the Lambs. Ooh, this guy's big influencer. If there was yeah. a, a serial killer only TikTok, <laughs> he'd be an influencer for sure. Yeah, he would definitely be. He'd have a lot of followers. He'd be doing like a bunch of dances. <laughs> he'd be like hey buy this skin cream so when i murder you it's nice he'd have dunkin donuts like flavored foam <laughs> named after him <laughs> looking at you Charlie. but before gein's crimes inspired world-renowned novels motion pictures and embedded themselves in the collective psyche of post-war nations seemingly enjoying a golden age gein was just another resident of plainfield wisconsin i wonder what that says about post-war america i wonder what that says about that 70s show <laughs> Thank you, Wisconsin. Oh, hi, Ohio. Oh, hi, Ohio. That's the Drew Carey show. <laughs> mm. uh, but what they found inside of Gein's house is only more unsettling after learning the full story. After all, most serial killers develop their gruesome interests at an early age with fetishes of an abusive, sexual, or masochistic nature. In an attempt to understand Ed Gein... Delving into his early years, which were spent in an abusive household with an overbearingly religious mother, is likely the best place to start. Ed Gein's Disturbing Childhood Born Edward Theodore Gein on August 27, 1906, in La Crosse, Wisconsin, his parents were by all accounts a mismatched pair for such a vulnerable young boy. His father, George, was an alcoholic, which meant that the boy was largely watched over by his mother, Augusta. Augusta, meanwhile, was a complete religious fanatic. Though Ed grew up alongside his older brother Henry, no amount of sibling companionship could sway the tides of an overly puritanical matriarch who routinely mocked and shamed her children. Augusta ruled the home with an iron fist ideologically founded on her stern, conservative outlook on life. She'd regularly preach about sin, carnal desire, and lust to the two young boys while their father nodded off in a booze-induced trance. Did she hate dancing? I, she, yeah, she, she was, she's the villain in Dirty Dancing. I thought it was Footloose. Oh, uh, that, that's what I meant. Footloose. Fuck. 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 In Bye Bye Birdie. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Marta. Hey, Alice. Okay. There, I don't even know, know that about. reference. <laughs> <laughs> it's a reference to a song in Bye Bye Birdie <laughs> where a bunch of kids call each other on the phone. 
Augusta relocated the Gein family to Plainfield in 1915. Gein was only nine when they moved onto the desolate farmland, and he rarely left for any reason besides school. Though Gein had likely already been shaped and molded in terms of repressive behavior and unnatural rejection of normal urges, his mental health issues wouldn't truly take shape until both of his parents died. In 1940, when Ed was 34 years old and still lived at home, his father died, left alone with his mother. That's the title of the next chapter of his life. Gein and his brother were attempting to pick up the slack left by their admittedly complacent father after he passed away. The two brothers worked in a variety of odd jobs to make ends meet and support their mother, lest her wrath be turned against them. So her mom definitely doesn't seem like the cool, chill, you can have your friends drink in our basement kind of mom. She's not handing out condoms. <laughs> she's not. I'm just picturing Amy Palmer uh, in Mean Girls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, basically, she's not that mom. Uh, in 1944, however, a supposed accident shrank the Gein family even further. Gein and Henry were burning brush on their family farm, and the blaze apparently grew to uncontrollable proportions, ultimately leaving Harry dead or Henry dead. Excuse what? me. So <laughs> that's a weird way to phrase it. I've never heard ultimately leaving. And then dead. <laughs> yeah, Henry dead. Ultimately leaving Henry, it's usually like paralyzed or like... Sc scarring him with a horrible case of death. Like... <laughs> <laughs> he came down with a real <laughs> yeah, bad like case of being dead. It's not the way it's ever phrased. So Henry dies in a very kind of strange circumstance, it seems. I mean, if you're doing... like, uh, All right, you're, you're burning fire, you know, you're burning brush in your backyard and you die? Like, that seems... Like you I mean, could I can be see able, how even a fire if it's like a would huge, get out of hand, but yeah. But like, yeah, how like, would you not have the foresight to like back up? Or I mean, like, are, we might be trivializing it. Maybe there's more to it. We but definitely like, could. We don't know the layout, but like, if it's just like a yard, the way I'm picturing it in the Midwest, like you just run away from it, right? And I'm hyper skeptical because we're talking about a renowned serial killer. So I'm like, yes, oh, probably that hit also him in the head definitely and then throw him in the a forefront fire. of my mind. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah! It was, oh yeah! Guten Tag! Welcome to uh, Crab Rangoon and Guten Tag. <laughs> it was only after Gein's future crimes were discovered by the law and the world at large that true crime obsessives and amateur sleuths began wondering what really happened that day. Hey, we're amateur sleuths. Hey, I am wondering of. what happened that day. Boy, oh boy, we must be amateur sleuths or something. This writer knows us. <laughs> Hey, what happened to Nomar Garcia Parra, kid? Yeah, right. Answer that question. <laughs> I got a hot tip for Where's you. Where's Trot Fouled Nixon? Fouled out in the ninth. Uh, <laughs> did you say Trot Nixon? Yeah. <laughs> that's, a good, that's a good good, guy, Trot. <laughs> Regardless of how Henry's death happened, Gein now had his mother to himself, which is a weird sentence. Uh, the Gein household was essentially <laughs> comprised... Uh, I don't know why that's the way he worded no, it. had his she. mother to himself. Yeah, what the fuck? That's some that's some Rudy shit. This is uh, the the, the Gein household. Uh, the next sentences are going to be gross. <laughs> the Gein household was essentially comprised of an aging puritanical mother who shamed her adult son about the dangers of carnal desires, and a grown man whose fears, anxieties, and devotions forced him to stay and endure this environment. This aspect of Gein's disturbed persona was most notably explored in Alfred Hitchcock's Psycho. Gein never left the house for social gatherings nor dated anyone, and he was entirely devoted to his mother and tended to her every concern. Only one year later, however, Augusta Gein died. This is when Ed Gein's legacy as one of the most psychologically unhinged, dangerous, and macabre serial killers of the 20th century began in earnest. The murders begin. <laughs> 
living well, alone unless we're this- counting the fire <laughs> yeah true yeah the 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 what we know murders begin living alone in the sizable house once inhabited by his parents and older brother ed Gein started to go off the rails He kept his mother's room spotless and untouched, presumably in an effort to repress the fact that she died. The rest of the house, meanwhile, was utterly neglected. Everywhere trash piled up. Piles of household items, furniture, and nondescript items collected dust and grew from small piles to undeniable mounds. At the same time, Gein fostered a disconcerting curiosity for anatomy, which he initially sated by amassing numerous books on the subject. Ooh! Yikes, oh, man, have you ever seen me piling up books about like anatomy uh just you know i'm gonna be like what a nerd <laughs> like oh it's a little bookworm alert yeah readings for rich people <laughs> coincidentally this stage of Gein's psychological development and quality of life and environment occurred at the same time that several plainfield residents went missing also plainfield classic like horror movie yeah town name. if there isn't like at least eight plainfield indianas in the horror movie like <laughs> like universe then i yeah i don't know that i just don't then know. i just i don't know dude like where is no Marcus where Sierra? is <laughs> where is trot nixon tonight on 60 minutes the boston edition <laughs> 60 minutes fucking Boston <laughs> Ben Affleck has Batman I don't fucking know how he did it <laughs> It's me Ben Affleck It's me Casey Affleck hosting tonight's episode <laughs> Of fucking Boston 60 minutes kid <laughs> Fly ball over the sick coast sign baby <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for watching 60 minutes Go Sox um, Anywho Numerous people had simply vanished Without a trace One of these was Mary Hogan who owned the Pine Grove Tavern and was sister of Hulk Hogan. Wait. <laughs> no, it's not. That's not. It. I, I, made a, oh, I made a little. Man. I made a little silly, silly Billy there. I would have gone nuts. We have had like multiple WWE star like related yeah. stories in some way, shape, or form. So I would have. We would know if Hulk Hogan fucking took Ed Gein from the top rope and fucking busted <laughs> his neck. Gave him the Hollywood leg drop. <laughs> Uh, One of these was Mary Hogan, who owned the Pine Grove Tavern, one of the only establishments Ed Gein regularly visited, which sucks for Mary Hogan. Poor Mary Hogan. That's such a bummer. You, like, it's so unlucky. Bernice Warden was reported missing on November 16th, 1957. The Plainfield hardware store she worked worked in was empty. The cash register was gone, and there was a trail of blood leading all the way out the back door. The woman's son, Frank Warden, was a deputy sheriff and he was immediately suspicious of the reclusive Gein. He focused much of his initial investigation exclusively on Gein, who was quickly located and apprehended at a neighbor's house. The killer's carnage and undetected bloodlust had finally come to a close when the authorities who were dispatched to Gein's home that night discovered the stark, undeniable evidence that likely never thought they'd encounter. In addition to Warden's decapitated corpse which had already oh man hey get ready folks <laughs> it's gonna get gross and scary and macabre and nasty gonna and get make dark, you babies. never want to go out in public near strangers again in addition to warden's decapitated corpse which had also been gutted like captured game and hung from the ceilings officers found various organs and jars and skulls turned into makeshift soup bowls ew yeah panera bread new item New item alert, Panera. Toss out those bread bowls. 
Bread bowls, we don't need them. We've got skulls of previous employees. Skulls as like bulls is one of those things in real life is horrifying and so gross. But then like if I see yeah. a character in like or like a character in Dungeons and Dragons, dude, I'm like, <laughs> so sick. Like that guy's sick. I wanna date him. But since it's real life, this is horrifying and disgusting. It didn't take too much prodding for Gein to confess. He admitted to killing Warden as well as Mary Hogan three years earlier during initial questioning. Gein also confessed to grave robbery from which he used several corpses for some of his most grotesque crimes. Gein transported corpses back to the house so he could express his anatomical curiosity on the bodies. I hate anatomical curiosity so much. Yeah, that's a. those are two words that are not good together. Like Crab Rangoon and fucking watch out what you say next (laughs) (laughs) i'll prove you wrong (laughs) he'd cut off various body parts have sex with the deceased and even made masks and suits of their skin gein would wear them around the house a belt made of human nipples for instance was among the evidence Uh, yeah uh, what a swing from the chandelier (laughs) that hurts my feelings that yeah. i just took like at least <laughs> that was a critical eight, hit yeah, i just took eight <laughs> psychic damage like that was a little <laughs> yeah not great not great uh as the plainfield police department had an interminable backlog of unsolved murders and disappearances on its plate authorities tried their hardest to pin a few of these on Gein. In the end, they were unsuccessful, and it's uncertain whether Gein simply didn't want to admit to things he hadn't done, or if he didn't want to give them the pleasure of aiding in their work. Clearly convinced that the unprecedented crimes of Ed Gein could be viewed as the result of mental health issues, his lawyer William Belter entered a not-guilty plea by reason of insanity. In January 1958, Gein was found unfit to stand trial and committed to Central State Hospital. He had previously worked there for various odd jobs, Mason, Carpenter's assistant, and medical center aide. He'd worked at the hospital where he was just sentenced? Yeah. That's a... Is this going to be like an Arkham Asylum thing where it's like, oh, we have all the bad guys and they always get out? Yeah. Uh, He's actually... (laughs) It was Ted Bundy, him, and... uh, Fucking Eddie Money all cooked up in there for the money man for years. <laughs> the money man himself. Little river bear. Trial and death. Ten years after Gein was committed to Central State Hospital, he was found fit to stand trial. Which is such a weird, like Oh, ten years later, he's totally normal now. Now we can try him. Yeah, it's like what? What are you guys doing? What did he do differently? Well, was he just like I can right, right. I, try me? <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I'm ready. It's like, listen, guys, I, I I read a book or two. I am now totally sound. He did like a whole anime training montage. He's like, I'm ready. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> yeah, he's just fucking, I don't know, doing push-ups. I don't know what you do to not be crazy anymore. But I think it's push-ups. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Making his bed every morning probably fixed it. Bro, he got swole and was ready to stand trial. He got away from violent video games. <laughs> That November, he was found guilty of the murder of Bernice Warden. However, since Gein was also found insane during the initial trial, the killer was once again committed to Central State Hospital. So what was the fucking point? Ugh. The justice system, ladies and gentlemen. 
Ladies and gentlemen, a standing ovation. Your tax dollar is at work. In 1974, Gein submitted his first attempt for release, which is just bananas to me that anyone would ever consider that <laughs> a possibility. Like, Come on. <laughs> boys will be boys, am I right? Come on, who doesn't have a, a nipple belt? What, you never wore like your favorite in owner's face around your house? <laughs> Due to the dangers he posed to others, this was naturally rejected. Thank you. Fairly calm when he wasn't in a manic murderous state, Gein kept a low profile and stayed to himself while institutionalized. Only when his health had begun to seriously deteriorate toward the late 1970s did Gein leave Central State Hospital. He was transferred to the Mendota Mental Health Institute, and it was there that he died of cancer and respiratory illnesses on July 26, 1984. Gein's legacy is primarily one of unspeakable, unprecedented sexual deviance and shockingly gruesome carnage. This was the first time normal American citizens were even confronted with the idea of turning a person's skin into a mask, necrophilia, or using human bones as part of various kitchen utensils. So this dude not only was like, hey, I'm going to do some unspeakable shit at the time, but he was like, I'm going to go real big with it. I'm going to go bigger than anybody. Yeah, he's like, I'm really going to crank this up to 11 for 1950s America. The canon of American serial killers, true crime, and their overflow into countless artistic media arguably began with Ed Gein. From from narwhals? From narwhals. (laughs) From narwhals. (laughs) From novels. (laughs) From novels like American Psycho to music groups like Cannibal Corpse and classic horror films such as Psycho and the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Ed Gein's legacy was just as much about tangible disgust as it was an opportunity to cathartically explore how vile humanity can be from within the confines of safe artistic expression. Ew, what? Yeah, that's... Oh, they're saying the movies and, like, books and Yeah, stuff. they're saying, I thought like, he meant, hey, like, him look, making could... shit out of people. <laughs> it was artistic no, expression. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was just an... Un- he was n- nobody understood his genius. <laughs> he just didn't want to be a lawyer. <laughs> like, he's dead. <laughs> so that's i mean that's ed gein he just is the he is the origin he's the ouija origin of evil pretty much i mean it sounds like so much of like the the bar that we have set for horror movie serial killers was set by him basically if I was just like, hey, the guy who inspired Psycho and the Texas Chainsaw Massacre is going to be today's subject, you'd be like, okay, he's probably a fucking bad guy. And you would be correct, Old sir. Eddie Geenster. Yeah, little, like... The Ed Geenemeister. Yeah. I dream of Geeny, dude. <laughs> is, uh... <laughs> it's... Uh, I guess we have a time. Because <laughs> he's horrible. <laughs> and that genie, yeah. she was I'm just charming. I'm a genie in a bottle, baby. That genie was just charming. Just beautiful. So, Ed Gein, super fucked up guy. Uh, would not recommend following in his footsteps, ever, ladies and gentlemen. I think that he is one of the most well-known serial killers because of just how nutty his, uh, you know. His butter is. Yeah, he's he's got some nutty butter, dude. Uh, yeah, he, he just like the shit that... Can you imagine being one of the dudes who shows up to the house, like, after arresting him and just coming across all the shit, like... Nope, I definitely can't, because I would never be able to sleep for the rest of my life again. I I would go home and be like, hey, honey, 
what is the lamp made out of? And she'd be like, what do you mean? Got like, it at home cloth. goods. Like, like, are you sure? Okay, good. Okay, okay, good. It wasn't at a swap meet near the Gein residence? <laughs> <laughs> oh, do you think he like sold any of it or like somehow like Dude, someone has you it? you know. All right, low key. Low key. Do you think anyone at Etsy is pulling some Ed Gein shit, but like modern day? Oh, uh, there has to be, right? There's so many psychos. I watched Don't Fuck With Cats, dude. There has to be. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, I think something's out there. Hey, what do you guys what do you guys think of Ed Gein? Yeah, what do you think, listener? Hey, listener. What do you think? You there. Hey, listener. Listener. What do you think of Ed Gein? You there, in your car. In your affordable uh, crossover. You there. <laughs> pull, pull over and tell us what you think of Ed Gein. And uh, hey, uh, if you guys <clears throat> like like stuff, then like us too. Yeah, like me, like me, baby. Um, <laughs> if you like cosmic horror podcast type stuff, go check out East Myth. E a s t m o u t h. I'm uh, I play a, I play a few little minor roles in that. So if nice. you want to hear old Darce be a salty sailor or uh, an, another salty sailor, go go check that out. Some classic weird fiction type stuff. Yeah, it's a little small New England town, and some some creepy, spooky stuff starts happening. Creepy, scary skeletons and shivers down my spine. Follow us on Twitter at mm Pod. Follow us on Instagram at Monday Morning Macabre. Send in your recommendations and your suggestions and your requests via direct message, and we will send back a heart just for you. And uh, scones, you have anything you wanna? Just like, subscribe, comment if you like us. That keeps us on the charts, baby. Yeah, it keeps us on the charts, You know, baby. we just love spending time on the Ooh, charts. Ooh, you know I love being on the charts, baby. Ooh, wait, two things I love. Crab Rangoon and being on the charts. <laughs> if I could combine the Crab Rangoon and the charts. I wish I, I was on the Crab Rangoon it. charts, dude. But you know what it takes to be on those. <laughs> oh, baby. And last but not least, ladies and gentlemen, have a good Monday. Have a good Monday. Good boy. Good boy. <laughs>